back to Wise Women Chat Podcast, a podcast that provides hope, encouragement, godly advice, all while inspiring and empowering. This podcast is designed for women to just be free, to speak about any topic, have candid conversations, and just be transparent about their journey in life. I am Trisha Duckworth, P-A-H. How many of you even know what this is? Well, to my understanding, it's high blood pressure in the lungs. This increased pressure in the vessel is caused by obstruction in the small arteries in the lung for a variety of reasons. PAH is a rare disorder found in 15 to 50 persons per million within the United States and Europe. Today's topic, living with PAH. When the doctor said no, God said yes. Listening audience, I have a special guest on today. She is the lovely Misha. She's here to share her phenomenal story and her journey with P-A-H. Welcome to the platform, Misha. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Miss Trisha. Thank you so much for being here. You just don't know how long I've been wanting you to be here. (laughs) I know you have a phenomenal story to share, but before we even get into your story, tell the listening audience who Misha is. Who is Misha? (laughs) (laughs) I'm an uncomplicated person. I'm 30 years old, originally from Chesapeake, Virginia. That's where I grew up. Um, I currently live in Charlotte, North Carolina with my husband and our almost two-year-old daughter. Um, I've been here living in Charlotte for about almost six years now. Um, Like I said, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm on my new journey to go to nursing school. So I'm also an identical twin. Um, That's a little fun fact about me as well. Um, I'm just a simple girl, honestly. Okay, simple girl, huh? <laughs> I guess we're all simple at some point, right? I'll try to be. Yes, right? <laughs> Let's talk about this PAH. I know I used the acronym. I did that purposely because I want you to tell us what that is. And even though I gave a little synopsis about it, you tell us from your knowledge and understanding, what is PAH? So PAH stands for pulmonary arterial hypertension. Um, You summed it up really well. That's how I describe it to to everyone, even people who maybe not have a a good medical background. It is essentially high blood pressure within my lungs. Um, It affects my lungs and also it affects my heart. Um, Usually you'll see people who have pulmonary hypertension, they may need oxygen. Um, They may swell a lot and retain fluid. I fortunately do not have any of those symptoms. Um, You may also see people with pulmonary hypertension have other ailments, um, such as like COPD, which is another lung condition. And so basically my arteries are clogged or blocked. So um, when blood is flowing through my body, my heart has to work harder to get that blood throughout my body. So 
Um, one of the main symptoms of pulmonary hypertension is going to be what they call syncope, uh, which means like a loss of consciousness, so passing out. Um, that's, and that's how I got diagnosed to start with, um, I lost consciousness. And I'll tell a little bit more about that later. But yep, to wrap mm-hmm. it up, it's just high blood pressure in, in the lungs that makes my heart work really hard. Oh, wow. 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 Well, like I stated before, um, your your story is very phenomenal. Um, I met you years ago and I, you know, I guess I gravitated to you for what reason? I don't know. Maybe for this reason, for the for, for the simple fact that you're here on this platform and to share your, your journey. Um, it is a phenomenal journey. Um, the doctors, as you all know, in the title the doctor said no but god says yes but misha is going to explain what that means because misha did state that she has an almost two-year-old daughter and because of this condition i want to say uh forgive me if i'm wrong misha but i want to say that it may have been difficult for her to carry her child but god had another answer so let's talk about that let's talk about when you were diagnosed and what that entailed i know you said you passed out and that's how you found out but how long ago was that and then talk uh take us through that period of time of that journey that you were uh going through sure um so i actually experienced my very first syncope episode around the age of 13 and i didn't know what it was at the time Uh, my parents didn't know what it was i actually passed out Um, in front of my dad after kind of running downstairs and running back upstairs and um, my parents took me to the emergency room to kind of get checked out everything panned out well I didn't have any issues they just sent me home sent me on my way Um, throughout high school I continued to struggle with tasks Um, I hated PE because you know running the mile and doing physical activity it started to become really hard for me and I didn't understand why um, carrying books became really hard for me and I didn't understand why. Um, so I ended up passing out again around the age of 16 uh, when I was with my older sister. Again, went to the emergency room. They told me my iron was low. Um, they told me I may have asthma. So we kind of did that for a little while and then I passed out again around the age of 17 same thing there emergency room all kinds of treatment but nobody could ever tell me why no one ever stopped to think well why is this 16 year old girl getting winded when she's doing a task why is a 17 year old girl passing out randomly or after you know exerting herself it wasn't until I had graduated college I went to VCU and I was 21 years old And one morning I just decided to go on a run with my sister. I tried to stay active as possible and I, I didn't run very far. And my sister was like, well, do you want me to stop? And I was like, no, you keep going. I'll catch up. So as I'm walking in between vehicles to go sit down because I feel myself getting dizzy. The next thing I remember is uh, a young lady waking me up and saying, oh my gosh, where's, who are you with? What's going on? Why are you in between the car? You hit your head. I saw you. Um, so she found my sister and, um, my sister drove me to the emergency room that day. And I always say, thank God for that physician who was there because she said, this isn't right. (laughs) You're 21. You look like you're in good health. I want to, there's something else going on with you and we're going to get down to the bottom of it. And I said, okay. And so she referred me out to a specialist, a cardiologist. And so I went to the cardiologist, they did some tests on my heart. And that's when I was told that something else is going on with me. Um, 
And so I saw a pulmonologist after that. And I remember being in the thick of all of this and just, you know, breaking down with my sister and saying, gosh, I feel like they just want my money. You know, all these texts, right. all these mm-hmm. appointments, it just became so overwhelming. And I said, I don't think I'm going to get an answer. You know, I've been doing this since I was 13, 14. What are they going to tell me differently that someone hasn't already told me? They told me it's asthma, I'm having panic attacks, um, you know, just those sort of things. And so yes. finally, the cardiologist says, your blood pressure in your lungs is extremely high, but we can't confirm it until we do what's called a right heart cath. And I said, okay. And so my mom came down and I had my right heart catheter. And that doctor at the time was unaware that I knew anything about pulmonary hypertension. And he looked at me and he said, your numbers look fairly good for someone with pulmonary hypertension. And I looked at him and when they wheeled me back to the room, I was with my mom and I just cried. And I was like, what is like, what does this mean, mom? Like, you know, can they cure me? Like, do I have to deal with this my whole life? You know, I don't, I don't want to deal with it for a reason. And we're going to get through mm-hmm. this. And I said, okay. Um, so I had lots of conversations with lots of doctors. I've lived in Virginia. I've um, lived in Tampa, Florida. And now I'm living in Charlotte. And the resounding answer for everyone uh, when I talked about you know, becoming a mom one day was no. It was, my first doctor was was definitely more gentle about it. You know, he said, it's gonna be difficult, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but I've uh-huh. had many other doctors look at me in my face and say, they would not even entertain the conversation with me. Um, it was a flat out no. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean, that's that's been my journey. I mean, I don't wanna go into too much about my daughter. Right, now, right, right. Yeah, that's so from the age of 13, passing out mm-hmm. into, and then diagnosed at, at 21. So about seven years undiagnosed. Wow. Wow. So is there a cure? Did they ever tell you, it, you know, there's a cure for PAH? No, there is no, no. cure. This, de- this disease is progressive, um, which means it can only get worse. Um, mm-hmm. So they say. And no, there is no cure. Um, they do have options such as different medications that um, help us kind of cope with what we're dealing with. Um, mm-hmm. And for people who have it extremely bad, you know, they're looking at lung transplants. Okay. Okay. So, of course, um, fast forwarding, you got married. Um, um, did you share all this with your husband up front? And if you did, how did all that come about? And how did he feel about the doctors once you did get pregnant? Take us through that part and kind of share a little bit about that um, yeah. in your journey. So, <laughs> I, I met my husband after a really horrible season in my life. But I always say that I needed that. I needed someone like him to come along and one, just make me thankful for who he was as a person. I don't think that I would have ever appreciated the type of man my husband is if I hadn't Mm -hmm. gone through the things I went through prior to meeting him. Um, And actually, we had just started to have a relationship, like a friendship, when I got diagnosed. So we were talking at that Mm -hmm. point. Um, But I didn't know that it was going to be my husband then. It wasn't until I moved to Florida. We maintained our relationship. And I asked that doctor, I said, you know, I'm not ready yet, but when I'm ready, will you support me to have a baby? He said, it will kill you. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to talk to you about this anymore. So Mm. don't bring it up. And in my mind, I said, okay, I'm not going to cry in this doctor's office. I'm going to keep it together. You're going to hold it in. 
you call who you need to call when you get in the parking lot. And I, Nathan was the first person that I called. And he yes. said, stop crying. God is going to see us through this. I'm going to stand beside you no matter what. Mm. Whether it has to be a surrogate, whether we adopt, or whether God works a miracle for us, I'm going to be by your side. And that is the day that I knew he was meant to be my husband. So yeah. he has supported me. He has believed in and whatever God has put in front of us mm-hmm. this entire journey. And, you know, my daughter awesome. was not, he was not, she was not planned. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. Nathan found out, um, mm-hmm. our very first doctor's appointment, they said, we don't recommend that you keep the pregnancy. We recommend you terminate now. Um, mm-hmm. But my, sta- my daughter's heart rate was also really low. And so mm-hmm. they said, well, let's wait a week. And if it's even a viable pregnancy, We'll mm-hmm. talk about the options then. And I cried with him that night too. And he said, I don't know why you're crying. God has given us this baby for a reason. And mm-hmm. next week, everything's going to be okay. We're going to keep this baby. And God is going to keep you. And I said, okay. I said, okay. Right. Yes. Mm, a man of faith. Yeah. <laughs> a man of faith. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, absolutely. Awesome. Oh my God. So how was the pregnancy? Your nine months of pregnancy, was it a hard pregnancy? Uh, take us through that journey. The hardest part of my pregnancy was preparing for the what if. Um, mm. I feel like I was diagnosed with this to bring me closer to God. And so I've never mm-hmm. questioned him. I've never questioned why... I've been Mm. in the situation that I've been in. And so every morning I would say, God, if it's your will, you're going to get us through it. You know, if this is what you want, then let it be your will. You know, if this is not meant to be, it won't meant to be. And if you want it to be, just get us through it safely. Um, So the hardest part was preparing for the what if. Um, You know, I had a lot of, I had to get through the conversations of you should terminate, you should terminate, you should terminate. And so we had that conversation uh, up until about 13 weeks. And then when I finally said, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> you know, I've, I've made my decision. I'm keeping my baby. Right. Please right. stop saying that to me. Um, okay. Then everybody kind of got on board and changed the their vibe, essentially. Um, but okay. I did have to do a power of attorney. I had to fill out a lot of paperwork. I had to do a will. Um, wow. And what it was, was they were like, if you don't make it, right, mm-hmm. we need to know your wishes. We need to know how your child, how you want your child raised. And I cried, yeah. but I did it by, I didn't yeah. include my husband on that. I did that by myself because I felt like I had to, um, yeah. I didn't want to burden him with that. And I know that he's my biggest supporter, but that's yeah. just something just God told me to do by myself because it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what was on that paper. I wouldn't need it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I did that by myself and that was hard. Um, but we made sure we made it. Yeah. And I would say my pregnancy was textbook. Perfect. I wasn't sick. I didn't gain a whole bunch of weight. My mm-hmm. numbers at every appointment, they checked my heart every month. My numbers were perfect. Even my doctor was like, I, we can't believe this. You're you're doing amazing. Are you God. tired? Are you winded? <laughs> I was working out during my pregnancy. Um, it was mm. it was flawless. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Now as your twin, has she been diagnosed with PAH? No. She, twin? Okay. No. She does not have that. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. And you audience, this little girl, oh my gosh, she is gorgeous. She is a cutie. And she'll be two women. In February. So February February. 12th. (laughs) 
Yeah, she would be two years old. She's a little smart little thing too. She is gorgeous, but she has two good looking parents. Thank you. And you know, and she has parents of faith because she wouldn't be here if it weren't for the faith of her parents. So I hope this is helping someone that even when a doctor says no, you have to be in tune to God's voice and understand what he's saying in the season that you're journeying through. Because Misha is is still on this journey, right, Misha? You're still on this journey. Yes, ma'am. And you're, you're holding up very well. I am so pleased and proud of you for sharing this story. I am. I really am. Um, encourage somebody. Just give them some encouragement. I mean, just listening to your story alone is encouragement. I mean, it's just encouragement alone to just hear that you have gone through and still going through such an ordeal, but you're maintaining. You're raising your daughter, your wife, like you said. You're raising your family. Tell us what the future holds for you or for your, on your standpoint, what you plan to do. I mean, do you see other children in the future? Talk to us a little bit about what your plans would be. You know, my stepfather has always told me that man plans and God and God decides. And I didn't really grasp that until I had my daughter. You know, I didn't plan for her. But when God said that it was time for her to be here, then he made a way. And so yes. honestly, Miss Tricia, I no longer plan my life. I just say, God, yes. whatever you want me to have, you'll give it to me. And yeah. I feel like it's just keeping God first in everything that I do. Um, and, you know, the best way that I can explain it to other people is to, to be encouraged. You know, I, I there are many nights that I cried because someone told me that I couldn't be a daughter. I mean, I, I couldn't be a mother. I'm sorry. Mother. And, mm-hmm. and I felt that in those moments. But it's like if I had just known what God had planned for me, there was a reason why. I went through all the things that I went through. He was making me stronger. He was testing my right. faith because my faith right. and my husband are all that I leaned on throughout my pregnancy. Mm. And so if I hadn't have been in that in that season of my life, I wouldn't have made it through because I wouldn't have had faith in God. Like That's he it. just carried us through the entire time. And so I just tell people, even if it's not your time, even if it's not your season, that doesn't mean it's gonna be forever. So you just have yeah. to hold on to what God's promised you and just know mm-hmm. that he's going to fulfill the desires of your heart. We're, we're a living testimony of that. Every day I look at my daughter, I'm like, you are my, you are my yeah. blessing. Yes. You are my, you yeah. are my yeah. to have faith. And so mm-hmm. that's who we are. So I can't say if more kids are in the future or not. I just have to lean on God's word and say, Lord, whatever you want from me. That's it. it. That's it. That's it. And that's it for everyone under the sound of our voices. Misha is so absolutely correct. We always make plans and and, and to a degree, there's nothing wrong with making plans because the Bible teaches to write the vision and make it plain. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day is what God's will is for your life. And you have to hang on and stand on his will and know what his will is for you because that's, that's it. A lot of us don't even know the will of God. You know what I'm saying? And, and and I'm sure, you know, even with you, Misha, wanting to be a mom and being a wife and being a mom, that was your desire. And God gave you the desires of your heart in his timing, in his season. And he carried that baby through, through your womb and you delivered that child almost two years ago. God did it. Do you know that we were in the process of a surrogacy journey? I had, we had picked an agent. I wow. just went and 
got my eggs checked because I was like, this this how I'm gonna do it. You know, I was like, okay, God, okay. like I want this, okay. and if you're not gonna give it to me this way, I'm gonna do it over here this way. And it was literally, I had just got my eggs checked, and two wow. weeks later, I found out I was pregnant, and I was like, oh my wow. gosh, I was really wow. about to do it this way, and God was like, you need to just be patient, wait on me, I have the plan, just do what I tell you to do. Wow, and you did. Yep, and you did. <laughs> And you did. And, and, and what's her name? Uh, what's her name, Misha? Her name, is your her name is Mila. Mila. Mila is a really, really pretty little girl. Thank She's you. so smart. You guys are so blessed. And you hang on on. You hang on to God's unchanging hands. You know, like like the future is so broad for you both. You know what I'm saying? Knowing, not knowing, but knowing. Knowing that God got you regardless, right? Knowing right. that God has you regardless. And he'll make ways out of no ways. And if we will all just see it for what it's worth, just see it, no matter what you're going through. Some listening who may be going through cancer, who may be going through some other diseases in their bodies and their body, the disease is taking over and you just don't see your way out. And you're hearing, yes, you're hearing from the doctors and the doctors are telling you one thing, but God is telling you something else. You need to decide who you're going to listen to. We understand that doctors have gone to school for 15, 12, 15, 30. Oh, look, I was going to say 30 years. Maybe so. But they may understand on the medical standpoint, you know what I'm saying? The, the medical perspective of what's actually going on with the body. But we serve a God. Come on, somebody. Mm. Come on. And we as individuals need to stop being so pessimistic, you know, tending to see the worst you know, and believing for the worst to happen when all we need to do is just calm down and he'll make the way. Misha, is there anything else you want to share with the listening audience about PAH? Anything else you want to, um, there are, of course, I'm sure there, you said there's no cure, but there are, is there a different awareness? Is there things of like, uh, like walks, you know, like they have uh, breast cancer walks and different kind of walks, or they have any different organizations that we can, you know, sow into for knowledge and wisdom or for a cure or something. Just tell us something. <laughs> yeah, so they do all of those things. And um, this is actually the 30th year that a the uh, Pulmonary Hypertension Association was created. It was created 30 years ago. And so all of these things are happening. Honestly, there's just not enough awareness. Um, a lot of us are misdiagnosed in the beginning, mm -hmm. as like I was. And so, you know, I always push for more education for physicians, including like, you know, ER doctors and, and urgent care doctors, that they're more educated, that this is out here. And I know that it's rare, but just being more educated about it. There are walks and runs and you know, maybe that's be my goal for 2023. Maybe I'll get involved <laughs> in something like that. But the Pulmonary Hypertension, Hypertension Association is actually one of the resources I use often. I'm able to connect with other people, um, other young people as well who ha who also are suffering from the disease and just mm -hmm. talk with them. So that, that is a resource that's available um, if people want Wonderful. more information or more knowledge about it. Well, you definitely keep me in the loop. I would love for this ministry to uh, support and sow a seed, if any, for any uh, research or any other thing that they're doing for PAH in the near future. So please make sure you keep me in the loop of all that information to come, okay? Yes, ma'am. 
listening audience, listen. This is this this here. Misha has come on, and I've been like I said before, I've been trying to get Misha to come on, and I'm so <laughs> glad she did. I know Misha, you had to get ready for it. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand, but I'm so glad you're sharing this story, your journey. I mean, because it, 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 I'm sure it was very difficult in the in the you know, and, and still maybe to its degree that it was very difficult for you to um, experience this and go through this, especially the not knowing in the beginning, not knowing exactly what it was and, you know, having those episodes and no one's able to tell you why. And so now that you're able to put a name on it and, you know, do the research for yourself as far as, you know, your future and what it holds, I just um, am so glad that you are able to trust God in your journey, able to see it for what it's worth that, you know, and just to hear your voice and just hear the, that joy in your heart, in your heart, through your voice is awesome. So I just hope that everything goes well for you and your husband and y'all raising your daughter. You're awesome. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you speaking to the listening audience about this disease and about your journey. So um, for anyone, there is hope. For anyone who's going through anything in regards to the elements of their bodies, there is hope. You have to have faith in God's promises and his will for your life. Don't give up and don't give in. You know, sometimes, like I stated before, the doctors do tend to tell us what we need to do when God is telling us what we need to do. And that may be the opposite of what the doctors are saying. So you need to stay in your face, stay on in his face, be prayed up and have someone like Misha had her husband who was just so supportive of her decision and keeping her faith increased and sharpened. And that's what you need. That's what we all need. Misha, thank you. I appreciate you so much. I really do. Is there anything else you want to share, Misha? I just want to say thank you for having me on. There is it's truly healing for me to be able to share the things that I've been through and just to try to encourage someone else. You know, I didn't get that from anybody. And so I just want, okay. to, if I can just touch one person, you know, that will just make my entire lifetime. Um, but it has truly helped me being able to, to share my story. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me on here and being able to, to talk to every one of your listeners about the things that I've gone through. Awesome. You're so welcome. And, and Misha, you just said, you said in the mouthful, if you're able to help one person you've done your job and I say that to all the listening audience if you have a story you want to share reach out to me if you want to be able to encourage someone through your hear your story someone need to know that you you know very God is listening someone need to know that they're not alone. They're not alone. So, and if you want to share your story and want to reach out to me, please do uh, email me, wisewomenchat at gmail.com. Tell me about your story and tell me what you want to share to so many. And if you're able to help just one person, encourage one person, give one person hope, inspire one person through your story, you just don't know what you, what you would be doing. So we always like to leave with a scripture. I always like to leave with a scripture, just more so to encourage you, to keep you going. And it's always geared toward the topic. But before I do that, please check out 
Morning Glory 365 Day Devotional. God blessed me to write it. And it is a personal devotional for you each and every day for 365 days. And also Purple Pearls, both of these books can be purchased from Amazon or they can be purchased at www.wisewomenchat.com. The scripture is out of Mark. It's the fifth chapter, the 34th verse. But I encourage you, matter of fact, I in I ask you to read the entire chapter to get the meaning of this one scripture that will bless your heart if you're going to your body. And it says, and he said unto her, daughter, your faith hath made you whole. Go in peace. Be healed of your affliction. You all be forever blessed. And I pray that this segment help you to understand God's will for whatever it is that you have to face and whatever it is that you're going through in life. Until next time, we'll chat later. Goodbye.